Welcome to Nonprofit Courage Lab, how to ask for more and raise major gifts. I'm Julie Ordonez, your major gifts fundraising coach, and I'm on a mission to help nonprofit leaders like you get the courage and strategy to ask for more. No one has changed the world without first changing themselves. If you want to raise more money to change the world, you are in the right place. You ready? Let's go. Hello, friend. Welcome back. Today, we are talking about how to get more courage. So, the first thing I want you to know is that courage is not a feeling. Some of you, myself included, I've done this, are waiting around to feel courageous. And I want to clear something up for you right now. Courage is not a feeling, it's a muscle. It is a skill that you develop by doing more of what you're afraid to do. So you can know you're courageous when you feel the fear and you go anyway. That's courage. Now there's a distinction between courage and confidence. Confidence comes from having skills and creating results. If you have confidence, but you don't have any proof that you're actually good, that's called arrogance. We know the difference between confidence and arrogance. Oh, this person is arrogant and they have no right being so confident. And this person is confident and they have actually built the capabilities They have created results and therefore they feel confident because they are capable, right? Courage doesn't feel like confidence. I want you to get this distinction. Confidence feels great. Courage does not. Courage is painful. Courage hurts. Remember that it's a muscle. I love to lift weights and I love deadlifting. I love all weights. And I've been doing this for years. And I know that I'm getting stronger, that I'm building my muscles when they are in pain, when they are sore. My muscles are literally being torn. And that's how I know I'm building my strength. It's the same thing with courage. The more often that you do things that you are afraid to do, you're building your courage muscle. So I just want to clear that up. Don't feel bad that you don't feel courageous. It's not a feeling. You're not meant to feel courageous. After you do more and more things that you're afraid to do and you realize that you survived it, that you can actually create results when you're afraid, you will build confidence. Some of you don't realize that you do courageous things all the time because you do things when you're afraid. You just feel like a coward because the feeling of being a coward and being courageous is the same feeling. It's painful. You're, you're feeling the fear. So that's a distinction between courage and confidence, and that courage is not a feeling. Don't wait to feel something. It's a muscle. So how do you get more courage? I, in my proprietary framework, this is copyrighted, my intellectual property on the Courage Lab framework. The first component of building more courage is an abundance attitude. And the best way that I can describe this 
is you choose to believe that your donors can give more if they really want to. Some of us believe that our donors are totally maxed out and they're already giving their best gifts just because we're scared to death to ask them for more. That's why we really believe that. And so we look for evidence as to why we believe that they are maxed out. And guess what? We find it. We find proof. Oh, look at all the other places that they're giving. Oh, they just committed this seven-figure gift to this hospital or this university. So they can't possibly give more to us right now. You know, what's interesting about that is I could make a similar argument for the same reasons. I could say, well, that the fact that they made this seven-figure pledge to this other organization is proof that they can give more. You see, it's all a matter of perspective. And I'm taking that perspective because I have an abundance attitude. I'm choosing to believe that donors can give more if they really want to. And I choose to believe that they really want to. That's the summation of abundance attitude. If you believe, the reason that our beliefs matter is because if you believe that your donors are maxed out, then you won't ask them for more. If I believe that they are not maxed out, that they care greatly and that they want to make a positive change in the world and that they can give more if they want to, I will likely ask them for more. Who do you think raises more money? The person who thinks all my donors are maxed out and the person who thinks, ah, they can give more if they want. Who raises more money? We know the answer to that already, don't we? Belief leads to behavior. Belief informs your behaviors. That's why it's important to self-coach and ask yourself, why do I believe that they're maxed out? Is it really because they are? Did they tell me that they can't give more? If you start to look for evidence that people are generous and that they're on your team, then you will find evidence for that. What you focus on grows. It is a discipline to have an abundance attitude. If you focus on solutions, you will create more of them. If you focus on the donors who are on your team who want to give more, then that is what you'll be sure you're surrounded by. You're surrounded by people who want to give more, who want to be on the team, who support you, who are in your corner. The same is true on the other side of the coin. If you focus on the people who are grumpy and grouchy and it's past time for them to cycle off your freaking board. Hello. Abundance attitude. It's a choice. There's a lot you have going for you. There are people you're surrounded by who want to help you. Hey, are you determined to double or maybe even triple your individual giving this year and you'd love some guidance and support? I've got news for you. I have taught dozens of leaders how to raise more five-figure gifts in a month or less inside my program, Courage Lab. If you want to learn more, go to nonprofitcouragelab.com. That's nonprofitcouragelab.com and grab your spot today. Now is the perfect time to improve your fundraising skills and build your personal courage. I got you. Head over to nonprofitcouragelab.com. See you there. That's component number one to how to get more courage. Number two is humble yourself. Be willing to experience any emotion 
and work through it. Let me tell you something, friends. The people who are willing to be embarrassed, get it wrong, fail, experience the feeling of humiliation, make a mistake, risk your reputation, those people are unstoppable. Do you get what I'm saying? These are the hallmarks of a truly humble person who are in pursuit of a mission that is greater than themselves, greater than their comfort zone. They are willing to risk experiencing completely humiliating or embarrassing mistakes so that they can serve others at a greater level. They are willing to deal with criticism, whether it comes, and it probably will. It probably will. The leaders who humble themselves are willing to put their own feelings aside. I had a client, Marvin, who joined Courage Lab, my six-week group coaching accelerator, and he proclaimed that he wasn't good at relationships, wasn't good at building relationships. And he went through Courage Lab. He implemented my communication system. He decided to individually email every donor and express sincere gratitude. And this was far out of his comfort zone. He had not done anything like this since starting his nonprofit. He was sure that people were going to be like, uh, why is he reaching out? What does he want? He was pretty frightened to do this. And maybe to you, this doesn't seem like a big deal, but to Marvin, this was a very big deal. And I recognize that as his coach. And the response that he received, the donors appreciated it so much. He also sent it to volunteers. People felt the authenticity, the gratitude, and they responded with spontaneous gifts. One volunteer gave their first ever donation, and it was $10,000. Marvin didn't ask for anything in these emails, okay? This was simply him doing something that was far out of his comfort zone, but that he knew was necessary, a necessary step towards raising more major gifts. And that's exactly what happened. He just humbly poured his heart out, He made it, it was a very vulnerable thing for him to do, and it took a lot of effort, and it did not come naturally, and he was definitely concerned with what people thought, and he did it anyway. This is the type of humility that it takes. This is it, my friends. What are you unwilling to do because it is so uncomfortable, but you know it's necessary to raise more money? That's the thing you need to quickly be doing. Humble yourself. Get out of the way of your mission. You are the bottleneck. If you are willing to experience any uncomfortable emotion and work through it and process it and experience it and let it go and move on with your life, you will literally be unstoppable. Some of you refuse to be uncomfortable and your impact stays tiny. And you get frustrated that other people aren't stepping up, but you aren't stepping up. Okay. The third one is maybe a little more fun for some of you and maybe a little more uncomfortable for others. (laughs) The third component on how to get more courage is to own your genius. 
You need to sharpen what's good and make it great. You need to spend 80% of your time and your strengths and you need to eliminate and delegate everything that you don't have to be doing. If it does not raise more money, stop doing it. If nobody gives a shit about your social media, you need to stop wasting time on social media. Because what you need to be doing to raise more money is you need to be willing to shine and to stand out. And the way that you do that, the way that you become visible, is by embodying who you really are. Some of you are too comfortable in the busyness and the overworked shadow of anonymity. You're fine just sitting in your office, behind your computer, behind your laptop, totally anonymous, being online, and not really using your strengths and working yourself to death doing mediocre tasks. Does this sound familiar? You would raise more money if you actually stopped doing the things that you're mediocre at and honed in on your strengths. Let me give you an example. One of my clients is brilliant at relationship building one-on-one. She and I worked together. Her largest donor was giving 50K a year. We used my proprietary communication system and I adapted it to her unique strengths because I knew she was great with donors one-on-one. And she started building a relationship with her largest donor in person and over email. And this guy loved email. Email was this donor's love language. And she started writing from the heart. She dropped this professionalism crap that we do that makes us sound like robots or like a human didn't write this email. And she started building a relationship and used her strengths. And it went from professional to personal And after working together for two months, this donor agreed to increase his gift to $300,000 a year. It wasn't magic. It was her being herself. Some of you are convinced that you need to be someone else to raise a lot of money. You need to be gregarious. You need to be extroverted. You need to be the life of the party, blah, blah, blah. What you really need to do to raise major gifts is to be more of you. Stop hiding. Humble yourself and step into your genius. You have a unique genius. You have unique strengths that only you have. And the way that you do it, stop doing the things that are keeping you from raising money. I don't know what exactly those things are for you, but I'm I'm guessing that you do. You know what they are. Is it working on your website? Is it planning events? Is it planning volunteer days that actually don't that, that aren't necessary to your mission? What is it that is mission critical and that you are truly great at? That's going to get you more money for your mission. Why are we expecting great results without accessing our greatness? Mediocrity doesn't get you to the next level. So you've got to double down on your genius. 
And that is exactly what I help you do in my program, Courage Lab. If you're interested in that, check it out, nonprofitcouragelab.com to learn more. I help nonprofit leaders in six weeks really build their skills in both their courage and their strategy to raise 10K plus gifts. It is a blast and I absolutely love it. It is one of the greatest joys and honors of my life to serve nonprofit fundraisers in this way. And it is possible for you. It is possible for you to get more courage. And I hope that you feel uh, more supported, that you feel inspired to do that, to build and choose an abundance attitude, to humble yourself, and to own your genius. And until next time, thanks so much for joining. Thanks so much for joining me, Julie Ordonez, your major gifts coach on Nonprofit Courage Lab, and for investing in yourself today. Head to nonprofitcouragelab.com to connect, follow, and share. If this has encouraged you, please rate and review this podcast. And remember, nobody changed the world without first changing themselves. Until next time.